Season 5, Episode 5. We're bringing tradition back. Yeah! Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Millennial Homemakers Podcast, your resource for all things home, hostessing, and more. We're your hosts, Jackie Alexander and Jacqueline Humble. Welcome or welcome back. We have some exciting things planned for this season. I know we took a little hiatus, but we are back and questionably better than ever, I would say. I think so. I think we have some really exciting things planned this season that, I mean, they make me excited. So I hope you guys are going to be excited about everything we have to offer this season. You will be excited. Trust me. I feel like our podcast has been around so long that it's like reaching a good maturity level, if that makes sense. We just have some really big, exciting things because we are like out of the awkward teenage years, I feel like. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So... Something that we kind of wanted to do this season, I know we've already had a few episodes and we will have interviews, like we said, and kind of other episodes here and there based on random things. Well, not random things, but you know what I mean? Maybe off topic for what we were thinking for this season is to have an overall theme for the season, which is something that we really haven't done. I feel like we've covered a lot of the basics of Mm -hmm. decorating, cooking. We have like, we've created enough content to where I feel like we have a good resource library. So if you ever think of a topic that you want us to talk about, make sure go through our other four seasons and see if we've already talked about it. Cause those episodes are kind of evergreen as in they, you know, aren't out of date. Um, Obviously maybe the the trends ones, (laughs) some of the trends ones, but even then it hasn't been that long since we recorded those. No, absolutely not. You can go listen to those. Um, So theme, this kind of popped into my head uh, Christmas time of last year. And this is one of those things I don't remember. Oh, okay. Back a few seasons ago, I like had this thing come to me while I was eating Thai food with my husband. And I like had to rush out of the restaurant and call Jackie and tell her about it. This was another one of those moments. That was my, our Thanksgiving like history of Thanksgiving episode or something. Uh, which, yeah, my, my, my 30 minute tirade on uh, the history of Thanksgiving. <laughs> this one, you, you left dinner and then I think I was on the way to dinner. And the whole time Drew was like, what are you guys talking about? Yes. Because we had to like hammer out the details and make sure we both knew it right then and there so that we got it yeah. done. You know, those little like thought bubbles that come to you and then like you have to, it's like a cloud. You have to rain it in and pull it out of the sky before yes. it floats <laughs> onto someone else. Um, so anyway, <laughs> okay. So I will explain to y'all just as I did to Jackie. So every single year for Christmas, we have a family friend that sends my parents and now my sister and I a box of her famous peanut butter balls. So <laughs> how this kind of happened, and we get this like every, this is a tradition for the Fraser family, but we just have someone that sends them to us. So um, back way back when, when my parents were young and married, but they didn't have children yet. They lived in Gainesville, Florida. My dad was working at the university of Florida. He went to dental school there and he was working at the dental school. My mom was working as a nurse there at the time. So go Gators. Chomp, chomp. <laughs> don't, don't hate me. Uh, 
And so they had friends that were in their church. I don't know if they were in their Sunday school, but that were also young and married and didn't have kids yet. So kind of like same stage of life of where Jackie and I are right now, which is weird to think about your parents back then, like in that place. Cause it's like, what did you do before you had me? Right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, exactly. I'm like, you had lives. Right. Exactly. So they had this couple friend and they would get together and have game nights, much like Jackie and I do now, which is really fun. And so the woman, the wife of the couple, uh, my aunt Gail, and I just call her aunt, no relation, just friends. It's a Southern Um, thing. Yeah. She was a really good baker. And so my mom was never one for baking. I get that from her. (laughs) And she would always make these delicious peanut butter balls. Or in some parts of the country, I think they're called Buckeyes. That's what we always call them. My aunt makes fantastic Buckeyes too. I've tried. They're too much work. Yeah. uh, I don't know. My mom, she just stays away from like sweet things and mainly just makes savory things. Mm -hmm. So... Unless it comes in a box, she's not going to be doing it. <laughs> Even after my parents and uh, these family friends moved away from Gainesville, at Christmas every single year, we would get a box of these baked peanut butter balls. She would like put you know an ice pack in with them and everything <laughs> like that. And I don't I think they're no bake, so I don't think that they spoil. But she would always make sure. Um, I know the ones them. I make are not. Like they yeah. are like no break. Bake, yeah, so. yeah. I don't think it's necessarily, I don't think it's like bake, but it's still to melt the chocolate. It, right. It's a whole process. Anyway, so she would send them to us every single year. And then when my sister and I moved out, got married, we started to get a box of peanut butter balls as well. And that's kind of how you knew that you were hashtag adulting <laughs> <laughs> was when you got Aunt Gail's peanut butter balls. Originally, I guess she would make them for other people too. Like it Mm -hmm. wasn't just my family that she would send them to. But now I know for a fact that she specifically makes them for us. Like her family doesn't even eat them anymore. That she just makes them for us. So it's really, she goes out of her way to send us a Christmas treat. And it's just very sweet. That's so adorable. So I was thinking about it and it was like probably the day that I got my box of peanut butter balls, which is like a happy day in the humble house. Like, I'm pretty sure you told me that's like all you had eaten that day. Yeah, I think it was like seven o'clock at night. Yeah, something like that. So, peanut butter balls for protein. It's fine. (laughs) And and like, so what's the point of the story? Like, why am I telling y'all this? Why (laughs) am I telling Jackie this? Like, we get it. It's a family thing. Is that this tradition wouldn't exist or wouldn't it it would exist, but it wouldn't necessarily start in today's times, like in a. Mm internet time the only reason why it started was because it was in a pre-internet age and because like now if I have something at a party which probably you know Gail brought it to a game night and my dad really liked them (laughs) then my mom would have gone home looked on Pinterest found a similar one she could have looked up videos on YouTube of how to melt the chocolate and like step by step by step by step, if you know what I mean now. But back then it was so much harder to exchange recipes. You had to hand write the card or figure out a way. Uh, Or like stay on the phone and be like, okay, now you put this much. Yeah. I don't even think they really had scanners then. I mean, it was a whole, this was back in the 80s. This okay. was like pre-internet, prehistoric. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
So you were lusty and rich, you had a car phone. Yeah, I mean, this isn't even car phone time, okay? This is like if you break down your car phones that like it take over the whole trunk of the car time. We weren't that fancy. We didn't have that. It was like if you broke down, you hitchhiked. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, I guess payphones existed. It's not that old. But so it kind of like got me thinking like what other traditions and this isn't necessarily homemaking, but it, it falls into the things that we talk about entertaining. It has all the mm-hmm. elements of, I feel like, what is the essence of millennial homemakers. And so what other traditions do we have that wouldn't exist and wouldn't start necessarily in our right. time? And what, like, what could, if we're not careful, what traditions may die because of the internet, but mm-hmm. it's not the same, you know? And, and right. I don't know. I don't want to argue that like it was better back then. Cause I think the internet's wonderful. There's a lot of good things that come from Pinterest. There's a lot of good things that come from the internet. It's amazing how much information we have at our fingertips. Absolutely. But, I mean, we wouldn't be able to be doing this if we didn't exactly, have the internet. Exactly. But at the same time, you know, you, you need Nana's cornbread recipe or whatever. (laughs) And I think, so there's just like a nostalgia with doing these traditions that are passed down from your family. There's an old story that probably most of you have heard. Jacqueline claims she hasn't heard it, but I feel like once I start telling her. No, you you Um, didn't. I I didn't let her tell it to me before because I'm like, no, don't tell me. Right. (laughs) We got (laughs) to So there's this old story where this mom is making a pot roast and she cha- she cuts the ends off before she puts it in the roasting pan and into the oven. And her daughter said, mom, why do you cut the ends off? She goes, well, I don't know. It's what my, my mom always did. So her daughter goes to her mom and she goes, well, grandma, why do you always cut the ends off your pot roast before you put it in the oven? She said, well, that's what my mom always did. So she goes to her mom. She goes, great, grandma. Why do you always cut the ends off? She goes, well, that's how it fit in my pan. And so I think it's just that, you know, even though like as traditions pass, you might not know how they started. You might not know why you're doing it. But every time you do that, you're going to think of your family and you're going to feel that connection and that bond to generations and generations go that never heard of that. I've never heard that story, and I don't oh, think that's that funny. it's like mainstream. So I'm glad they shared it. Glad that you shared it. That is so funny. Yeah, I mean, I think that's how a lot of traditions kind of started where it was just like, mm-hmm. well, it was practical. And now it's this cherished family thing that has been carried on, you know, for years and years. Right. Exactly. We're now like, if you would like making pot roast and be like, why is my mom cutting the ends off? You would go on Pinterest. And be yeah, like, I don't um, need to do that. Right. Exactly. That's so true. So One thing that I think we all need to ponder, and we definitely want to hear from y'all this season, is Mm -hmm. what traditions do we have that are relics of a pre-internet world? I know people will talk about thank you notes, and we'll address that later. I feel like that's like (laughs) most often the thing that I hear. The internet's killing snail mail and books. Like those are the two things. Snail mail and books. Internet Which considering how many like physical books I'm like staring at right now, like I am definitely helping keep the book industry Thanks, alive. Amazon for that. For too. real. Um, and then also, how can we keep them alive in a world where they may seem obsolete? Mm-hmm. So those are Absolutely. kind of my two questions um, for y'all. Because I want to hear, you know, and yeah. they're kind of like you were saying with the pot roasting, it's kind of, it's a relic 
of mm-hmm. your ancestors. And I think that's right. awesome. It makes me think of like Mulan when she's wiping oh, her Oh, when all off. of her ancestors like come out. Yeah. And like yeah. talking to her ancestors. It's like that. I wish I could talk to my ancestors like that. Um, I know you would learn so many cool things and like right. things that are just lost now. And so if you do have those family recipes, make sure to write them down so you can pass them on. Right, for sure. Um, so I think we've kind of briefly like talked about this throughout this little introduction, but we're going to really get into like some of the um, advantages we had before the internet as far as homemaking and these traditions go. And I'm going to start this one with a story. So my mom's not a big cook. I'm just going to throw that out there. She's not going to be offended. <laughs> but <laughs> my my mother-in-law is a fantastic cook. And I think a lot of it's like necessity. I think she enjoys caring for people, which is why she enjoys cooking. But she doesn't necessarily like enjoy the act of cooking, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's a fantastic cook. And she will... Like she doesn't write down recipes. She's currently in this process of every time she makes a recipe that my sister-in-law really likes, she'll my sister-in-law will write it down as she's cooking it so that she can put it in her recipe book and carry that down. And I love that idea because it's all these family recipes. And I also know how my mother-in-law cooks and she can't just tell you. Because a couple mm-hmm. years ago we were having a family dinner and something and my my mother-in-law was gonna make chicken and dumplings. And something came up. She was late, you know, had to be at work late or something. So she was like, I'm going to text you the directions if you want to start making it. Uh-huh. So she sends me the directions and she doesn't really measure anything. So it'd be like, I think I use about a tablespoon of this or a cup of this. or So I'm making it. My father-in-law comes home from work, comes into the kitchen. He looks at the pot I have in the stove and he said, that doesn't look like Regina's. And I'm like, I followed her directions. I don't know. And so he's reading it. He's like, she uses way more of that than she said. And she completely missed this step. And I think, you know, when before the internet and you couldn't just text a recipe, you either had to handwrite it. Or I think the best thing was to actually be in that kitchen. And Vera talked Mm -hmm. about this, where you might not make good fried chicken because you've never worked with someone who can make good fried chicken to let you know what it feels like and smells like and looks like at each process when it's time to go to the next. And I think we lose a lot of that with the internet because I don't read through all of the, when I'm looking at a recipe, I don't read through the whole story before I scroll down till I get to the nice compact recipe. Uh And I will say that I think with cooking videos now Mm -hmm. more and more that, and that I think that's why video has really taken off as right. a medium in social media, like Facebook, you're scrolling through and you always see a video. And I think right. that's because like, that's the next best thing. But at the same time, you can't taste over video. Right. And like for me, for my family recipes is I'll follow my recipe card, but I'm kind of the same way where I don't like to like be tied to the recipe card. Yeah. So I might add, and I like cooking, so I'll just add stuff, but I will taste like a Cuban dish that I'm making that my mom used to make and I can taste it and tell you what it needs. Right. (laughs) And so that is something that smells, tastes, those things haven't, they haven't like gotten through the internet. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that's next. No, I do think that's next. And like with 3D printing, that's part of it because 3D printing, it could, you know, print out 
just air or something to make it smell. And it just has like cartridges of different combinations of scents, you know? So that's what's next, really. I know that sounds like the Jetsons, but. Yeah, I think until that comes out, I think the, our best option is to learn from our parents and our grandparents. Mm -hmm. And if, and I mean, try as much as possible. I think we've lost a lot of that. Well, and let's say that you made really good chicken and dumplings from the ingredients that she had. You know, right. it still tasted not. good, but it doesn't taste <laughs> like, but like then Drew tastes it and it doesn't taste like his mom's, you know? Right. So there's some things that the internet, just because you can find a red velvet cake recipe doesn't mean that you shouldn't still ask your Nana for hers. Exactly. And we... So a couple years ago when my parents were moving and we were cleaning out, my mom had tons and tons of cookbooks. Mm-hmm. Ironic, because like I said, she doesn't enjoy cooking. Um, but one of her cookbooks was a binder that – it was called like the family recipe book or something. And I mean it was worn and tattered. And it was mostly – I think it was like Pillsbury. So it was mostly like you know Pillsbury recipes. Mm-hmm. But there were those handwritten mm-hmm. recipes. And one of them is my grandma's lasagna. And I haven't tried it yet. But when I make it, I'm going to have to make it from my mom to say, you know, how right. does, like, does this taste like me mom's? Not because, like, okay, it's good, but is it me mom's? Mm-hmm. That's like spaghetti, a spaghetti recipe I have from my mm-hmm. Nana. Um, something that's really funny is Jordan's grandmother. Um, she has this recipe and it's in, I don't know, like some Southern basic recipe book you would recognize it it's in everybody's kitchen and it's her quail recipe okay but whenever she would make it she would say i'm making quail you know i'm making my quail recipe but she never actually used quail (laughs) she would always use chicken thighs but since it's like a dark meat everyone just would assume that it's quail so she would say oh yeah when i come over i'm making quail and then she would go like (laughs) (laughs) i like wink at you you know and so that was her her little quail (laughs) oh that's funny i i recently heard i mean kind of a similar story about drew's Uh grandpa because he used to make chicken catchatory uh-huh he also apparently raised pigeons. There's one time, I don't know if they like didn't have chicken or I don't know what happened, but he made his chicken cacciatore with pigeons instead. That sounds disgusting. Pigeons yeah, are Yeah, I would not want to try that. Well, I guess chickens are nasty little birds too, but like, I don't know. Pigeons, I just feel like would not taste good. But I just it, think of the pigeons like walking around in New York City, well, like just, disgusting. Ones. Just use some chicken thighs. Use right. some chicken thighs if you ever make it. Oh, and one other thing is too with um, – I was having this conversation on Instagram the other day because I posted some uh, – we got some boxes from Jordan's family of dishes, china, stuff that no one else wanted. Okay. And so I was going through it and I found – what I guess is a creamer and a sugar thing, but the sugar thing didn't have a lid. It all kind of looked weird. Wasn't yeah. sure what it was used for. So I put it out on my Instagram and then someone messaged me and said like, Oh, I'm just so glad that you're unpacking and wanting to use stuff that you inherited from a family member. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something too is just like when you drink red wine, 
you're supposed to drink it out of a red wine glass. Right. I think that when you cook things and you serve it on, you know, in the China from your ancestor or right. family member or whatever, it doesn't have to be like ancestor. That sounds like ancient, but you know, <laughs> that when you use those same basins that the flavors kind of come together the same way. So if you ever have the opportunity to get a cast iron skillet or mm -hmm. a big Dutch oven or anything else like that, a paella plate, anything from your family specifically, take it, get it. Absolutely. Because it'll, I, I swear, it'll make your flavors come together the same way. Okay, so speaking, so we have like a big Dutch oven and we have cast iron, but they're, we bought them all new because um, uh -huh. neither of my, like our, neither of our families really cooked in that, at least like the most recent generations that would have, you know, kept it. Mm hmm um, and both those things take so much time to season yeah. and to get those flavors that if you don't have one and you want to cook with those things, then yeah, like buy them new, but realize that it's going to take a little while for those flavors to get to where they used to taste, but that stuff lasts forever. So keep it and pass it down to your Yeah. Child. Cause then you could be the one starting it. Right. Um, and then it could be generations from now being like, yeah, my, you know, great, great grandma seasoned this you know, so great. I'm going to make, you know, this recipe out, right. you know, her and cornbread in it. She was a first generation Georgian, you know, because your right. family's from, <laughs> yeah, from, New Jersey. Your family's from New Jersey. So it's like, you know, oh yeah, my great grandmother, Jackie really <laughs> embraced Southern cooking. So I am too. And that's like, I made cornbread literally last night in Jordan's grandmother's mm -hmm. skillet. And yeah. I would sit in her kitchen and watch her make it. So yeah, that's absolutely. such a sweet, you know, sweet memory. Yeah. That we have. And that's so, why I love these traditions. Yes. So what are some things that have kind of gone out of style, I guess, because of the internet? I thank you notes, whatever. I understand mm -hmm. a lot of people really, really love thank you notes. I'm really bad at writing thank you notes. I'm bad at snail mail in general, unless it's like a business related transaction. If right. someone paid me money, then I will put it in the mail. But if you didn't pay me money, like I might not put it in the mail. Uh, I'm kind of the same way with thank you notes too. Because after a job interview, yes, I'm writing a thank you note. Yeah. Like it might be an email because like nobody at an office is going to open their mail in a reasonable time right. unless it's like an invoice or something. But if – and obviously like after my our wedding and showers and stuff because I think weddings are a lot more traditional than right. just day-to-day -day life. But other than that, like I'm going to call you. I'm going to text you. Right. And say, oh my gosh, thank also, you so much. I, it's funny because I'm pretty artistic and mm -hmm. I can write really nicely if I want to. But for some reason, when even if I'm thinking about it, like my brain just takes over and my thank you notes never look pretty. So, <laughs> and I think part of it is probably that block that you have, like, I'm writing a thank you note. Right. Yeah, it might be. But like, I can write your name pretty if it's like on a card and I can sign my name. But I don't know. It just, it's never really been my thing. I think I'm going to misspell stuff. I'm so used to autocorrect. Yeah. So oh, I'm so crucified for this because I know a lot of y'all have very strong feelings about thank you notes, <laughs> but please, my heart is in the right place, but I'm not yeah. into it. Um, um, but I am thing, into like yeah. sending like physical things like flowers or right. I don't know, something else, little like goodie boxes or something. I'm into the idea of it, but for some reason 
And I mean, both those things are things where you're not physically writing it because if you're ordering flowers, a lot of times the florist will type it up or write the note for you. Um, And then like the little boxes, like I know Lindsay that we had on introduced me to greetables, Mm -hmm. which are fantastic. And you type your little note and you pick a couple of goodies and it shows up at that person's house. And I mean, they're fun. So maybe it's just a new twist on thank you notes. We'll have to, we'll do an episode on that. We yeah, we'll explore that. Um, and then really think, recipes. Like that was my only other thing. My only other one, cause we, yeah, we've talked about recipes is dressing up for events. <gasps> I was just talking about this with my, uh, father-in-law last night. Yeah. I think, and I mean, I'm guilty of this too. Sometimes so you blame, like if we're going out I'm, to dinner. I'm curious how you blame the internet for this though. So I think, yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, think, I think it's just our culture. Cause like, think about how many times you go out to dinner and mm-hmm. either you're on your phone or like you see other people in the restaurant on the phone and they're not really talking to each other. And like, I mean, you're not just texting, like you're on the internet. And I think because you have that mindset of like, if you had that mindset of I'm going out to dinner to enjoy time with this person then you would put a little more effort into how you look mm-hmm. because you're not just nice. Yeah, I think people you're are really good at this, like at dressing up. And yeah, like- I do tend to like to dress up a lot. Um, but I think that part of the reason is because people feel more casual, maybe because mm-hmm. of the ex- – like everyone is easily access like accessible and that's a good thing but it's also kind of a bad thing I don't like it that if someone texts me that I'm expected to respond immediately right someone calls me that I have to call them that same day I don't like that um yeah I I mean I do like because I've been able to slide into some dms of some pretty popular (laughs) people you know so I like that aspect but I'm not expecting them to respond the day of if you know what I mean but it's kind of I don't know I think people are too easily accessible. So that might make a more casual atmosphere like, oh, I'm going to post on Snapchat or whatever of me, you know, looking cash in my athleisure so I can go to Target like this because I've shown 500 people on my Snapchat, you know, whatever, me hanging out in my PJ. So why can't I go to Target with a hundred people in my, you know what I mean? So that could be a way that the internet has done that. But I was, we were watching some old movie. I have no idea of the name, but it had a young, young Ronald Reagan in it. (laughs) He was so cute when he was young and they were all in ball gowns and they were just out to dinner and he was like a piano player, whatever. And I was watching it and my father-in-law said something like, yeah, um, don't you wish that you, you know, you could get that dressed up more often or something. And I thought I would, Jordan, we need to find more galas to go to. Like let's donate to some charities. You know what I mean? Because I love getting dressed up and I really haven't, we haven't had a reason to. So. Well, I just went, because my parents do ballroom dance, which I mean, you can't, unless you're, you know, practicing, like you can't dance like in a casual Mm -hmm. outfit a big part of ballroom dance is the costumes. And they just had a show that I went to last week and the tickets say semi-formal. So I wore my absolute favorite red lace um, cocktail dress and some heels. And I mean, there were people in jeans and just about everything you can imagine. And I think a lot of it, like you said, like, well, if I'm, you know, 
putting on Snapchat that I'm on my PJs, like what's the difference? And it's Mm -hmm. because I think public so much more where it used to be, you would see those people when you went out. So you're putting your best foot forward, but now it's hashtag. I woke up like this and exactly no filter. Right. And so like you want to be real. Okay. You need to put a filter on sometimes when you go to church, you need to look good. Okay. We're not saying dress up like all the time. Like, and we're not like saying like, it's not good to be casual. I'm super casual, but Dressing up for special occasions, I think, has just gone out the window. Well, it shows respect for everyone involved, and yeah. it shows respect for yourself. Like, I'm a big, you know, we will watch church on TV, whatever. Right. But I think that, especially for Easter or Christmas, mm-hmm. something that kind of special that you just right. want to show respect to God, to your friends, to your family, to yourself, just put a take. 30 extra minutes. And I know there's some moms that are listening that are like, but I don't have 30 extra minutes. So I get it. I get it. But if you do, if you're not dressing up out of pure laziness, then try it once in a while because you Um, will feel so good. Clinton Kelly taught me a long time ago. It is just (laughs) as easy to put on a dress as it is to put on jeans and a t-shirt. And I will actually argue that it is easier to put on a dress yeah, because it's one thing. Yes. And like, you know, ask your husband, tell your husband if Easter Sunday's coming up, say, mm-hmm. honey, I really want have this vision in mind of what I'm going to wear for Easter. Like I'll set the kids stuff out, like wake up right. a little bit early, whatever. Like, please, you know, take care of preparing breakfast or something like that. Give me 20 extra minutes so that I can straighten my hair or put on eyeliner yeah. or whatever. And you'll feel so much better. And lipstick always makes you feel more put together. So I would argue yes. that that takes no time because you can just strap your kids in the car and like do it in the rear view mirror before you leave exactly. So. Exactly. And as Jacqueline's mom always says, you dress up and you show up and eventually your mood will follow you. So if you're not feeling all there, if you like taking that time to dress up, you're going to feel better and you're going to want to like take those family pictures and, Mm -hmm. you know, in front of the church. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what we're going to be about (laughs) this season. So if y'all have any stories... I would say, like, let us know. And we're going to do a little, like, catch-up of Jackie and my personal lives uh, in a second. Unless you have something else to say. No, that was it. I'm still trying to figure out, like, what have I been doing in the first quarter? Well, we'll, like, do our wrap-up and then just stay after because we're going to talk – just kind of talk for chit-chat, if you will, like we used to do back in the day. I don't know why we ever stopped that. But anyway, so if you have a tradition, like a story, an example, let us know in our Facebook group. It's the Millennial Homemakers on Facebook or slide into our DMs on Instagram. And that is at the Millennial Homemakers. And I'm at Jacqueline Humble. And Jackie is at JVAlexander16. And you can always review us on iTunes because I was looking at our iTunes. I was looking at our iTunes and we have a 4.5 rating right now, which it's only out of five. So like, that's not that bad, but it used to say five stars. So I don't know who went on there and like gave us bad reviews, but if you listen to us, please give us a five star review because I was a little offended, even though that's still good. Isn't right. that a little offensive? And like, if you're not going <laughs> to give us a five-star review, let us know why. Because maybe we're just missing something yeah. huge and we don't know about. Or 
I mean, honestly, maybe we're not the podcast for you, and that's perfectly fine. That's too. so true. We're not, and I don't want, like, you know, we don't want to be everything for everybody. Yeah, we we can't. can't. Yeah, we can't. So I get it. But anyway, just leave us a little comment yes. or just star it and say, like, you're my girls or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That sounds so creepy. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Duh, duh, duh. Chit chat. So, what have you been up to? Since January, our last episode was with Vera. Yes, that was so far like my one of my favorite episodes. Yes, it really that was such a good episode. It got a lot of downloads. So if you haven't listened to it, like go back and listen to it. Um, Um, I've been making her egg salad on repeat like since then. Oh, I haven't. But it's the time of year. It's the time of year too. I don't know. Uh, Like, has there been anything that you've been into? Oh, I have something that, duh. (laughs) Um, Like, you know, just talk, like, if you've seen any movies or watched any shows, any products, I would say this would be a good time. Um, I have been dieting like a little fiend. Yes, you have. And doing fantastic. Yeah, I have lost 15 pounds since our last episode, which it's Thanks. Pat myself on the back for that. Yeah. Um, and it definitely. was pretty, you I mean, it wasn't easy, but it was, I never felt hungry. I've been counting calories and I actually started like an Instagram for it mm-hmm. at 1200, right? 1200. Yeah. Yeah. 100 at 1200 diet is the Instagram. Cause I've been eating around 1200 calories a day. Obviously I have days where I'm a lot above that, Yeah, but um, that's like my minimum and that's like what I try to stay around. So lots of veggies, lots of lean protein, but also I like calorie counting because I can have a Klondike bar when I went to and stuff like that. So it's not like as restrictive as whole 30 or keto or any of those things. I can eat French fries and still like be under 1200 calories, which I like. And that Instagram that you start specifically for that is so inspirational if any of you guys are thinking about counting calories because Jacqueline shows you like what she's eating and it's not just salads. Like it's good food that oh, you're going to want to eat. barely eat salads. Like yeah. I had salad, I have side salads. Like I will say right. I do have side salads um, with dinner and stuff sometimes, but I don't eat like, oh, no, I'm not into salads. Like that's not my thing. I barely eat lettuce. I did a post on that today. So yeah. follow me there. And I would say that it's probably a good thing, not even if you're necessarily calorie counting, but I use a lot of uh, healthy foods and I have a lot of pre-made foods that I like too. And I'll post like little reviews on, I got this in the freezer section or whatever. And it was good. Um, so definitely follow me there. And I have a lot of like meals that would fit into the keto lifestyle. Um, just because I feel like that's an easy way to cut your calories is to either get, get rid of fat or get rid of carbs. So yeah, I agree. Especially like if you're like trying to figure out how to, make that really big meal you're excited about for dinner. Right. You like fat, cut out like, the carbs earlier. Cheese, like cheese is so satisfying. So that's kind of, oh, yeah. you know, would be a good thing too. And I think we're going to do an episode on calorie counting. I think so. Cause I've, I mean, I've been doing Jackie's it for years. I've been doing it for years. My mom does it. My sister does it. Um, At one point I had logged, like logged food on my fitness pal for two years straight. Yeah. You had- and like it came up and told me, it was like, you've logged in for like 600 and some odd days in a row. I'm like, yes. And then I missed the last day and I like 
have messed up since then. Well, and also I think the thing that's about calorie counting is that you don't have to be doing it to necessarily lose weight. You can write for like weight maintenance and that's like what my mom and my sister does. And it's good to like, my sister won't be logging food, but she'll use it to log her weight because then she can look back and see like, if she gained five pounds, like how did that happen? You know? Right. Like it was at a particularly stressful time. Right. Like, right. Yeah. So that's like a good thing um, to do. And then also to make sure that you're getting enough calories and mm-hmm. all that. You know. Yeah. So that's something that I know like when I'm stressed out, that's something I have to really pay attention to. Cause I have like two extremes. If I'm stressed out, I'm either going to eat, constantly or I'm like not going to eat. It depends on like if I'm busy the whole time I'm stressed out or if I'm like waiting for something. Yes. No, I, I do that too. That's a, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think a lot of people probably deal with that. And I know that we've gotten questions about like healthy eating and people have showed interest in our diets before. Um, cause we talked about them a little bit. So we'll do an episode on that. that. That's been my main focus. And then just, um, you know, we've just, had a lot of stuff going on personally and uh with Jordan's job you know we've just had a lot I feel like we've just had a lot going on like a lot of very stressful things but I feel like we're kind of on the other side of that yeah I feel like that too because so let's see what's been going on with me um so if you guys remember in January one of my goals was to like declutter the house so I could be more present um so I tackled my kitchen first and like, honestly, I need to like come down off of that before I tackle another like big project, but it was so rewarding and I can't wait at like next year's to tell you guys like about what I learned and all of this stuff. Um, I took everything out of my cabinets. There's pictures of it on our Facebook group, how much stuff I had. It was disgusting. And now I have like empty cabinets um, and I'm trying really hard not to fill them. So that's good. Um, And then Drew applied for graduation. Yay, go Drew. So right now that's, I think, kind of just our focus is trying to get him through that and get through this period of our lives to get on the other side of that. Yes, I, I feel you on that. We've been doing good. We did really, really well with keeping the house like very clean for a while. And then my dogs ate my futon that we like, we had to throw away the main couch. Because what happens is like our cat will scratch the couch and then when the little dog our newest dog gumbo he'll eat like he'll pick all the stuffing out he's just a nervous dog we really should crate him when we're not here but Mm -hmm. anyway so our living room's kind of in shambles but we don't really use it that much so um and the kitchen we've been doing like random little projects around the house too which i'll show y'all when they're complete um but yeah so that's kind of what's that was my like follow up on my New Year's resolution. I guess was losing weight, which I that was yeah. one of them, and just overall like changing my lifestyle. And it's been pretty easy, um, just because it does take effort every day. But in the long run, like it, it, it really hasn't been that much harder. Besides just eating at home way more. Yeah, which that I think is the biggest. If you guys yeah. are like considering counting calories and you also eat out a lot, I think that is the biggest change but other than that it's just like having smaller portions or thinking a little more strategically oh, about what your meals are going to be it, it's been weird because whenever we go out to eat i like want to eat at chain restaurants because they have the calorie oh. okay so 
I know there's like, maybe it's only for chain restaurants. Cause I know there's like bills passing that say you have to have the calories and that's why oh, more and more people have it. Wish. Also, I mean, my fitness pal, like I usually, if we're going out to a restaurant, I see if anybody in the area has already logged it. Yeah, I do too. And sometimes they have, but like I often just log like for Thai food, I just log like the generic panin curry. Yeah, which I do when I'm making stuff too. If I don't feel like putting in the recipe, I'm just Uh like, oh, homemade quiche. Yep, that's probably close enough. Oh, I'm crazy. I like create recipes. (laughs) I do like I like when I was that is doing so, it for two years straight. I look, did. That is so funny because think of our enneagrams. For me, I like have to have like follow the rules and make like a custom recipe. And then for you, you have to do it I for just, two years. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> and now like every time I log in and I'm like, and it's like you're on a two day streak. I'm like, yeah, but I was on a two year streak. Yeah. yeah. That's like so funny. Those are our personalities. Like both of our personalities would probably be like, yes, we have to follow the rules. Like we have to accept this, like whatever. But it's just so funny that for me, it's like I have all these custom recipes, but I don't necessarily like, you know, I'm not as competitive with it. And then for you, it's like you have to. (laughs) Because for me, it's like if it's not going to be perfect, then why log it? You know? Right. And mine's like, I'm just going to log in today, even if I don't log my Wait, food. No, seriously. That's yeah. so funny. Like, I've seriously done that at like 11.58 before. If anyone took the Enneagram, we're so really into it. So we'll probably be into it for a super long time. Forever. It's my favorite personality test. Oh, for sure. for sure. Anyway, I think that's all I had. I think so. Me too. <laughs> and I would love to hear from y'all. I've been trying to post more into the um the Facebook group. I am loving this season of the spring baking championship. Yes, it's on too. Hulu. And I think it's like, I don't know if the food channel and Hulu partnered or something, but I am seeing all of food channel shows on Hulu. Yeah. Me too. Like so many more, like I'm going back and watching like old things. Well, no, but also it's like being updated, you know, and usually it was just like, it would come out after. The season. Yeah. So that's awesome. And I know they, I think they merged with the Discovery Network too, with HGTV. So I think that has to I do think with that. So. Yeah, because yeah, there's a lot of HGTV shows yeah, on Hulu. Yeah, it always yeah. it always wants me to watch Chip and Joanna after I like finish watching an episode of anything else. And I'm always like, yeah. why is Chip in this like episode of Chicago Ned? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like why is Chip in Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> His secret like a- like actual acting career he doesn't know about. What? What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's that's all I had. Um, uh, talk to y'all next week, and thank you for bearing with us through our craziness and yeah. little. If you made it this far, thank you. Yeah, we love y'all, and you're why we're able to do this. So absolutely, bye, okay. bye, guys. <laughs>